I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lumber Slingers. Today, I'm slinging alone. Natalie is too busy today. She's in board meetings, uh, making big decisions for us, and and we miss her a lot. Always, always a big void when she's not on these shows with us. So, but the exciting part is, is we have a very exciting guest who is going to be so fun to hear from. We have Allison DeFord, who is the executive director of the National American Forest Foundation. Welcome, Allison. North American. What did I say? Oh, national. national. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Um, I'm thinking of football because it's <laughs> it's Super Bowl weekend, baby. I know. <laughs> the North, North American. American Forest Foundation. Forest <laughs> I really am. I wrote it down national and I'm just going to st- stay there. So I'm going to fix myself. <laughs> and we call it NAF for short, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just easier. Well, thanks for taking some time with me today, Allison. I appreciate having you here. And I love seeing your face online and in person. We just saw each other this week at a show and that was fun to see. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like being in person, but this this works too, right? This will do. Yes. <laughs> so I'd like to go ahead and get started um, talking about today. The I literally am going to start calling it national yes. and I'm so sorry. I'm just going to say NAF, the North American Forest Foundation. Yep. I'd like to talk about that and what's it about and how we can get involved and help. But before we do that, I would like to talk to you and get a little bit of background information on how you got to where you got as the executive director of of this organization. So what's your background? Well, it did not start out in nonprofits, uh, nor did it start out in lumber, but it kind of morphed into both of those things. So I come from a background of uh, graphic designer, marketer a lot of work with manufacturers and building materials companies. And I was actually married to somebody in the industry for 30 years. And so I always felt like I kind of married into it and fell in love with it. And when this position came up in right before 2020, he said, you've got to interview for this because you'd be perfect for it. I think we really need your marketing skills and your passion and you've been wanting to be part of something bigger. So what do you say? And I said, something was telling me, yeah, let's let's do this. So I interviewed. I got the job. It was baptism by fire because COVID <laughs> hit. And it there wasn't an opportunity for them, any of the board members, to go to shows with me and say, you know, introduce me to people. And so it was uh, it was definitely a challenge. But I will say here three years in, I am so excited. The momentum is incredible, and I've really helped us, I think, strengthen our infrastructure, if you will, and our marketing and our messaging and the story and and take what they had already started back since 1989 and just really take it to, to new levels. So that's that's how I got here. It was kind of by accident, but I'm yeah. happy that it, that it happened. I must say, and we'll get into exactly what this organization is about um, for those who are wondering, but I will say I have noticed the marketing has definitely improved. I don't even know if I knew what it was prior to three years ago. And yeah. you 
definitely have a presence now at these shows and all of the other ways that you market the organization. So I will say you're doing a great job. I'm a marketing, that's my degree. And so I always appreciate when somebody understands how important it is because I mean, that's your messaging and that's how you get out to the world and how people find out about you. So, so yeah. great work. Thank you. Getting I appreciate involved. That. So let's talk about NAF. Mm-hmm. What uh, you told me, it's been around since 1989. It's a great year for all our Taylor Swift fans. And <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so what is NAF? What, what is it for? Great question. I actually had a guy come up to me at IHLA last week or this week and said, so are y'all tree huggers? <laughs> I said, no, quite the opposite. So I think that's been important to dispel the myths in the industry and with kids because our focus is education. We want to educate the next generation about sustainable forestry, how important it is, how we need it and and careers in this industry and and wood products in general you know making better choices because the message out there right now is so loud that hey it's much better to choose you know an alternative right a laminate right. concrete uh, steel plastic and that just simply isn't true and there's science to back it up so we were started back in 89 by NHLA the National Hardwood Lumber Association because they saw the need to educate the next generation. And so we were kind of the arm. I like to think of us as the little brother. And and so then we went off on our own and we decided, I think it was two years before I came along, they decided to rebrand. They used to be the Hardwood Forest Foundation. So a lot of people will go, oh, that's where I've heard of. Now I'm familiar. Oh, okay. So they decided to go with North American Forest Foundation because we're not just focused on hardwoods, but also softwoods because all wood is important, right? Right. And there's sustainable forestry happening, as you know, because you come from that side all across, not just the United States, but Canada too. So they wanted to be more inclusive. So ever since we have this big, hairy, audacious goal to educate a million kids by 2030 and why do we want to do that? Why is it important? And what we've established is that it creates a healthier future for them, for the industry, and for the planet. They are still believing, you know, don't print that email, you know, ask for plastic bags, not paper, all of these myths. And they also don't understand the importance of trees. Like we can't breathe without trees. Right. And the the scary thing that they are told is that we're decimating our forests and we're running out. So, oh my God, don't cut any and don't, you know, don't use wood products. That is the exact opposite truth. And so, sorry, when they learn about how much carbon trees store and that if you cut them before they die, they will always retain that, right? Take in all that yeah. bad stuff and hold on to it. So when you put it in your house and, and you know, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir, like you, everybody listening knows all this. So one thing that we have that they created before I came along that is still, excuse me, incredibly important is our Truth About Trees kit. And so what that is, is a teaching kit. It One kit is good for approximately 25 students. It's reusable. We send them to teachers for free because we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Our donors make this possible. Okay. We just reprinted a thousand more. And our goal this year, and it's a big goal, is to distribute all thousand kits in 2023. Wow. So do you have a, when these 
kits go out and just do you have schools that sign up for it or how do schools get picked to be part of this program and receive these kits? Great question. They find out about us through organizations like Ag in the Classroom, 4-H, different forestry programs in the state, and also just through social media. Mm -hmm. Some of our partners like Hammer Mill Paper, Pennsylvania Lumberman's Mutual, Bailey Lumber, lots of different organizations are spreading the word. So it's super easy. Teachers just come to our website and you can just request a kit. If okay. you need 20 kits for all the K-3 teachers in your school, we'll send you that many kits and it's for free. And companies will ask me all the time, well, what if we would like to sponsor, you know, a hundred kits? They're approximately a hundred dollars a piece. And so companies will, you know, just, you can go online and do that with a credit card. You can send us a check, but that's the way that I think both sides work is that sponsors will donate money to pay for it. And then teachers reach out and simply request the kits as, as needed. So. Okay. And I'm assuming that website is North American Forest Foundation.org. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not National American Football. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, great. So I'm going to put that, I will put that website in our show notes as well. If, if anybody wants to look into that, is that where they can also sponsor boxes as well if they wanted to? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. you can, you can simply click, there's a bright orange button at the top and the right says donate. So okay. you can click that takes you right to our kindful, which is what it's called. And you just input the information right there and you choose, I simply want to educate the next generation. You can put in any amount of money you like and every little bit helps. So yeah. we appreciate, we have $20 monthly donors. We have $50,000 donors. So it's everything in between. Have you ever had anybody, like how long have these kits been going out into the schools? I'm trying to think. I want to say the last at least six years okay. and probably a little bit longer. Um, they are, they do fulfill science curriculum. So they were developed by educators that worked with us to do that. We've got, I think it's 11 different characters that we've had created and trademarked mm -hmm. and lots of fun activities. So what we're hearing from teachers is that number one, they appreciate it because they have a lot of out of pocket. So right. we want to do what we can to, to help them with that. Secondly, I have had teachers that share the coolest stories after they teach the kid. I had a high school teacher. Okay. These are for K through three. I had a high school teacher reach out from Texas and he said, I requested the kit. I knew it. You told me it was for K through three. I went ahead and taught it to my at risk high school students. And he said, because it was simple, because it made sense. He goes, I adapted the activities. They loved it. He goes, I taught them about hardwoods, softwoods. You know, the, this is our most renewable resource. All the different things that are the trees are in toothpaste, shampoo. Right. They had no idea. Right. So it's just these really cool stories of how people are using it and how excited kids get when they learn, you know, the truth. And I think really the gosh, a lot of the things that you maybe well, you didn't know before or that you just assumed or took for granted. And, and it's really cool. And all the different careers. That's what I'm excited about, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, starting kids at this age is exciting to me to hear about because we are always looking for the next generation, you know, mm -hmm. coming into a company for hiring, for sales, for labor, for every which job. And if they don't know and they're not aware, 
at a very young age, they're not going to go look for it, right? It's going to be whatever sponsored exactly. program is going through the school or maybe whatever industry is close by. So um, starting at this age is awesome. It excites me as somebody who's in the lumber industry. And and I hope that more and more kids get excited about it and are looking for jobs. I was thinking it'd be cool if you if you had your booth and somebody came up to you and said, Oh, we used this kit when I was in school and it got me interested, you know, and I was wondering if yes. that has happened yet. I doubt it has since you've only been around for six years handing out these kits. But, yeah. you know, maybe by 2030, you're going to hear somebody's story that comes up and notices these kits that were used in their classroom. I hope so. And, you know, the cool thing is, is we have other things that we've been part of creating that are connected to this experience. So the idea is you get excited about it and you learn about it at the K through three level. The other thing that we have going is the Forever Forest Traveling Exhibit. We developed that with the Omaha Children's Museum. And the goal for that is this is a 360 degree real life traveling forest, if you will, that shows kids everything from, you know, seedling to finished product. So they get a real sense and experience this for themselves. And it travels to museums all over North America. The goal is 30 cities in 10 years. And a lot of companies will say, hey, how do we bring that to our area? And it's super simple. You reach out to Omaha Children's Museum. The contact there is Shaquille Jones. And it's, uh, I think it's about $50,000 to rent it for three to four months. And so what companies will do is they'll work with other companies in their area to create like a sponsorship to pay for it. They bring the the exhibit to the town and then teachers in surrounding schools will hear about it and they'll bring kids in for field trips. So you learn this in school, you maybe get to experience it at the Forever Forest exhibit. And then we've got like people like Sarah High with IHLA uh, Woods on Wheels Mobile She's traveling around Indiana every summer and uh, she's reaching about 15,000 kids and teachers and parents. And she takes our kit on board and she teaches it, hands it out. Teachers will reach out afterward and request it. And something else I would be remiss if I didn't talk about our next big uh, hairy audacious goal um, (laughs) is to develop an app for junior high students. So what we're doing this year in 2023 is we're securing corporate sponsors to bring this to life. And the idea is that we want to then reinforce what kids are learning at a younger age at the junior high level, which is really underserved when it comes to programs and resources like this. And we want to deliver it in a digital way, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the way that they're learning now. So this will be something that teachers can request. And they can teach it to kids in the classroom. It will fulfill science curriculum. There will be activities that they can do with them, but we're going to gamify it so that the kids actually have fun learning and it, you know, they absorb it. Right. And then we want to have a companion website so that then after that, they can, number one, find out about the cool companies that sponsored this and, and become familiar with them and go, wow, there's a software company that specializes in the lumber industry. There's an insurance company (laughs) and at least know that these people exist and that this is a really cool place to be. And then when you go to the website, 
you can find out about schools like UFP Business School, right? Which is a right. two-year program for free. You don't incur a whole bunch of debt like you, you do probably if you go to a four-year school, which are right. great too. They have a lot of good forestry programs, but then also like, uh, you know, ITSEF with NHLA, that's the inspector training school that's available. I want kids to know there's a wide, wide swath. You can right. work for a paper company. You can work for a lumber company. It's not just you're going out into a forest with an ax, you know, like that old way <laughs> right. of thinking about it. So it's, I call it the wide, wide world of forestry and lumber and wood products. And we want to expose kids to that and yes. really help close that skills gap. Right. That's yeah. so exciting. There's so many facets to this conversation. And I agree with what you're saying about that there's, I think when people think about lumber, they think of the guy wearing the flannel and the lumberjack, and they're not thinking about, like you said, technology, insurance. I mean, you can really be, if you want to go a certain route, the lumber industry most likely needs you in that skill if you are willing. And the lumber industry, like you were listing off all these resources and trainings and schools, it's like we want people, you know, and we want and need, there's definitely a need. And so there's so much opportunity. You go into tech, maybe it's going to be cutthroat. Potentially you're going to have five or six jobs before you find the, you know, the one company you want to stay at. Whereas lumber, a lot of people find a company, they're lifers. Mm -hmm. They might switch, you know, from one or two, but they, they stay in the industry. Once you're in, you most likely stay. Yeah. And so it's really important to get that message out. And you guys are doing a whole lot. And I'd want to give you millions of dollars if I had it. So, <laughs> Well, I, I look forward to that conversation. Yeah. But just for whoever's listening, like this app has the potential to touch 12 million junior wow. high students. So this is going to have a long shelf life and be a big deal. When do you anticipate that that's going to launch? Our goal is to launch it beginning of school year in 2024. So next year. Next year. Awesome. Yeah. Is that going to be a free app for the schools yes. to use? Okay. Yes. Funded by donations and yes to the NAFF. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Wow. So you're solving a lot of problems. <laughs> We're trying. Yeah. Because you know, and you you brought up a really good point, and and I wanted to touch on it really quickly. This is such a great industry. It's the people are like no other industry I've ever been a part of. And you're right. People are lifers and it's not a bad thing. It becomes this really cool story. And I love meeting with younger people. They'll come up to the booth at, you know, maybe whatever convention I'm at or show. And we have the greatest conversations. And I always like to ask, so how did you end up? Was it the plan from the beginning that you were going to come back and work? You know, granddad started the company and then mom and dad are running it now. And then they said, no. No, I went off to school. I was going to go do accounting. Mm -hmm. I had someone share that with me this week. I was going to be an accountant and I came back and they needed some help. So I, I worked here and I never left. And I'm so glad that I didn't because this is way more exciting than I ever realized, even though I grew up with it and I see the technology and I see the potential for growth and I see the families and community that we're supporting. Right they're thrilled to be a part of it. Like this is an exciting career. So I want to get that message out. I want to get these stories out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you don't feel bad about, I know that there's the messaging you talked about earlier, you touched on about, you know, people think 
the forests are being cut down and that it's not just, but the fact that our industry is very sustainable and re-harvest, yeah. harvesting and re-harvesting, it's like a, any other farmer's crop, right? But mm-hmm. we're, what we touch and feel and sell and make is good for our planet. You can't yeah. feel bad about that. When I'm at a mill or I'm watching a product being run, I'm not watching plastics being formed into something that's going to end up in a landfill, right? This is always exactly. going to go, it'll go back into the earth and that's, and then, come back. and then come back. And we need that in this day and age with everything that's going into our atmosphere and everything that we're producing as a, as a country that will end up in a landfill, yep. might not ever go away like any plastic, right? So it is really exciting. I never feel guilty. I think if I worked for a plastics factory, I'd probably feel pretty guilty going to the factory and seeing things that are being produced and when is that going to go away? Never. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's it's really exciting and it's really great. And it's awesome that, that you're drawing that attention and that excitement and also keeping up with the times. Like the times are changing. The lumber industry needs to keep up with that. And so if we're thinking forward, like other companies are with apps and other programs and ways that we can touch people, then that is how we're going to get to the next generation and the generation after that. So. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. So what is, I know you have a, a goal of a thousand kits this year. What is your biggest challenge in 2023 for the organization? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the economy is always, uh, can be an inhibitor. You know, it's that idea when, when things in this industry are going really well, it's gangbusters and people are just, they'll, they'll, you know, kind of throw money at us. It's like, oh, sure, here you go. Right. But when things feel like, pardon me, oh, I got to tighten my belt. So they usually cut back on marketing, which is unfortunate and the, the opposite of what they should do. And they might cut back on giving. And so it's, it's interesting because our board, we just, we just had a, a big board meeting and that was the concern. It's like, well, we have this really big, hairy, audacious goal to, you know, to launch this app and to distribute all these kits, you know, but what about the economy? And my feeling is, I I feel like as long as we're trying to outgive the giver, (laughs) we're always going to be okay. We're not doing this to make a profit. We're doing this to be of service. So even if companies can't give as much as they did last year, like if last year you gave 10,000 and this year you can only give five, five works. You know, it, it's right. the fact that you're still continuing to contribute to something that's giving back to the industry. I think that's, um, I don't know, a really important, and it's not just a feel good, you know, a lot of times you give to an organization. I was talking to somebody this week at IHLA and he said, I want to know, like, I'll give you guys, you know, 10 grand. And I know you're going to do good stuff with it, but he's like, I'll give you more, a lot more. If I know, like, I think people need something tangible, right? Mm-hmm. The money isn't going. I'm the only paid staff person. We do that on purpose so that we make sure that every, all the money is going back to the mission. Right. The money is going back into the industry. The money is going to schools. So I think, I feel like we're a sure thing. When you, you know, you want to contribute, you want to give back, whether it's the biggest amount you've ever given or, hey, we just, you know, we still want to contribute. So it's going to be a little less this year, but you can feel good about knowing that this is going to something tangible 
And I think uh, one of our goals is to share more of the stories because that is the coolest thing is when these teachers and these, you know, kids, the things that they're sharing with them. And then to hear industry people who are younger that say, yeah, I taught this to my grandkids. I taught, I learned this in school and it's true. You know, that's the thing is that what you guys said is real and it's true. And I think this is the only uh, industry that I can think of that when for everything we cut down, we plant four more. Right. So it's, it's kind of this constantly renewable. And I feel like that's what we're working towards as well. So I would say, I would say that feeling of we've got to cinch our belts tighter. What if people can't be as generous? You know, I think people are always generous. It's just a matter of feeling confident that, that the thing that they're giving is going to go to something really good. So, and it'll pay major dividends in the long term If, If you, you know that, right. Yeah. It's like investing now and not looking at it and it'll pay off later, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's an Sooner. investment in the future. Right. So how many kits did you distribute last year? Uh, last year was several hundred. So I think okay. that's why a thousand in one year is, feels like a big goal. Yeah. But I'll tell you with, with partners like Hammer Mill and like I said, Ag in the Classroom and, you know, we are seeing an increase and, the, the one thing we've learned is that we don't just want to send these out. Like I've had people say, well, why don't you just mail some out to every school in North America? The, what happens is that it goes to the office. They end up sitting on a shelf and collecting dust because right. the, the teachers don't know that they're there. Right. So that's not a good distribution model. We like to get them in the hands of the teachers, whether it's through a workshop or a convention or they request it from our website. That is a much better model because we we aren't fans of waste. No, so we want to make exactly. sure that they're in their hands and they're using it. And then, like I said, they're reusable. So you can reteach this kit over and over again. And we're going to continue adding to it new lessons and activities. So awesome. Continue growing. What all comes in the kit for people who might be curious? Oh, it's cool. You get uh, this amazing, it's a large trifold folder and inside of it there's a usb drive with a professionally made song that the kids do an activity with there's a movie there are a dozen wood pencils a wooden ruler because the kids need to measure certain things and uh record that there are little post-it notes because they're going to go around and mark this is this comes from a tree mm-hmm. there's an amazing um storybook from tree to tree house there are flashcards. there are lesson sheets there are stickers there's a, a reusable whiteboard where you could do a scavenger hunt. And then there's all kinds of facts and stuff that are inside of there. And then on our website, we are actually right now refreshing that and making it even easier to request a kit, to get information, resources. We want to make this a portal for teachers and any industry professionals that maybe you're looking for what's the latest and greatest information about you know trees and sustainability we want you to come there. Make it easy for them. It's awesome. Okay. Well, I know we're wrapping up on time here. So I think you've already explained this, but if anybody wants to get involved and I'll put this in the show notes, what's the best way to get involved? Go to the website, northamericanforestfoundation.org. Yes. They can also reach out to me. I'm a deford, D-E-F-O-R-D at northamericanforestfoundation.org. Say that fast five times. <laughs> and you could also find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active. 
just search Allison DeFord on LinkedIn or North American Forest Foundation and you'll find us there. Okay. Awesome. And you guys have a great Instagram. So look them up on oh, Instagram as well. Yeah. Yes. And I'll link all that when I do the show notes for this. Um, okay. So we like to end this show with rapid fire questions and I don't tell you what they are beforehand okay. on purpose. Um, but if you've listened, you probably know what some of them are. And Natalie usually does these. So I might butcher them completely, but I'm going to do my best. So you just answer as quick as you can, uh, what whatever comes top of mind. So what is one word you would use to describe the lumber industry? Authentic. Oh, I like that. What is the last book you read? The last book I read is Stillness is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It's incredible. Is it fiction or? No, nonfiction. Oh. What is the last thing you learned in the lumber industry? To never take silence as a no, because people are busy and you just have to keep showing up and being relevant and bringing value and whatever that relationship is that you're trying to build, it'll get built. Preach. All of my fellow salespeople love that. Great. (laughs) Um, What is your ideal Saturday look like? What does your ideal Saturday look like? That would start with probably sleeping in a little bit, probably some exercise, personal development. So I journal, I meditate and usually write and read something. And then it usually involves spending some time with my 23-year-old daughter or 15-year-old. She's in volleyball. So there'll be something something like that. Or our most favorite thing is to head down to Laguna Beach and, and hang out for the day. Yeah. Can't be mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely Saturday. Yeah. Okay. And then the last question is, Go what's ahead. the one thing you love about the lumber industry? The people. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, the people, <laughs> hands down. Okay. So for anybody that doesn't know, IHLA is the Indiana Hardwood Lumber Association. And that was the show Allison and I have referred to during this show. You could check them out also at IHLA.org. And they're another great organization for hardwoods industry and a great supporter of the North American Forest Foundation as well. And Allison, thank you so much for your time today. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. And I really hope that by listening to this, more people get involved and um, that they can show up for such a great organization. So thank you for everything you do. Um, It will pay dividends. I just know it. And we would love to keep supporting you. So thank you so much. for. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you and Natalie are doing and uh, Patrick Lumber. And, you know. It's exciting to see you guys are doing a great job. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. 